Help keep Kinks and Beats Daily alive with a $4 monthly contribution and receive exclusive bonus episodes as our thank you to you. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more details. Hello and welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry, and today we are on episode 182. If you're just joining us for the first time, you have a lot of catching up to do. Today we're talking about kind of another obscure King song. We just did an obscurity a couple days ago. We are doing another obscurity today. And actually the next uh, King song is also a bit of an obscurity. This one's called The Way Love Used to Be. And it was released March 26, 1971 on the soundtrack for the film Percy. Um, in America, it was uh, included on an EP released April 2nd, 1971. I'm sorry, uh, it was in the UK on April 2nd and July 1971 in the US. And that four-track EP included tunes from the Percy soundtrack and and some liner notes from Ray saying that he wanted to give people that can't afford an LP uh, a chance to pick up some of their favorite songs from that album. There's actually some really incredible music on the Percy soundtrack, and the album received generally good reviews at the time of its release. The film was the eighth most popular film of 1971 in the UK, and it was successful enough to warrant a sequel three years later. But as with many things with the kinks, the soundtrack kind of got forgotten. You know, it was not released in America. It was a, a very popular import uh, among record shops in America for a long time. Now it's typically um, relegated to a bonus disc with Lola because they were recorded around the same time. There's actually some music in common, but the 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 uh, whole album has some really good stuff on it. And um, you know, Ray said that he had a hard time with this making a a soundtrack album because you had to deal more with the filmmakers and less with the music, but he ended up him and the band uh, ended up turning in some really cool stuff. The bulk of the recording for Percy, including this track was done in October, 1970. Um, And this song would end up being on the great lost kinks album from 1973. We will do a full episode on the great lost kinks album because that's kind of a cool story as well. Much like um, the Lennon roots album that we talked about on yesterday's podcast uh, this one has an interesting backstory to it. And Percy can be found on CD, but like I said, it's more commonly part of the Lola album now. So this song and a couple other tracks on the album lean very heavy on what we would now call Baroque pop. And listening to it, you can almost draw a straight line from the way love used to be to pretty much anything released by the Divine Comedy. And if you're not hip to the Divine Comedy... If you're listening to this podcast, um, you would probably enjoy a lot of, of the music they're making. And I would, en- I would encourage you to get um, the 2020 remaster. Um, I've just blanked on the album name, but you'll see it as a 2020 release. There's some fantastic music on that. But they really lean on this Baroque pop where it's, it's not rock and roll, really. Um, and, and, you know, the Beatles touched on it a bit with like She's Leaving Home. Or for no one. Uh, the Kinks are doing it here on this tune. Because uh, listening, the arrangement 
of the man, I just sound like I had a little stroke just in that sentence. Listening to the arrangement of the track, it's mostly piano, arpeggiated acoustic guitars, and orchestra. And it's a com- it completely appropriate as a film soundtrack piece, right? You want to have, he's clearly gone for something more cinematic that kind of blends in with a film and having just, you know, an hour and a half of Kink's rock and roll songs probably wouldn't have worked that great. Although I haven't seen this movie to know for sure. Um, but what's cool about it is that it stands very well as on its own. It's just a gorgeous pop tune. You know, this this stands separate from the soundtrack. And at two minutes and 12 seconds, it's the shortest non-instrumental on the album. And I wish it had gone a little bit longer. And maybe had it been released on another album, it would have. If you attempt to look up the chords to this song online, good luck. Because the first three search results I found on Google show the song in three totally different keys. So I will tell you right now what is correct. The song begins on an F minor chord. So if you go to kindakinks.net, our good friends over there, um, the chords they have listed are an E minor. Take them up a half step or put a capo on the first fret of your guitar and you can play along with the recording. Because the chords are close, but they're all a half step off. So the opening chord progression is a one chord followed by a three chord followed by a seven chord that resolves into a four chord in uh, a major four chord instead of a minor four chord. So we're in F minor and one, three, six or one, three, seven. That's a minor chord, major chord, major chord. And then when he lands on four, the four chord in a minor key is supposed to be minor. But he lands on a major chord. So technically, it's more like a five of seven. But then it returns to the home key with a six, three, seven, four, one chord progression. And on that progression, the four chord is minor. So it's pretty stuck in the minor um, thing. Because except for that one major chord, all these chords are grounded in F minor. And the cool thing, though is that the way he is more focused on the major chords of the minor scale with all the primary chords being minor, um, that leaves a lot of strange chord movement that feels like he's transposing to a new key, maybe the relative major, because he does hint that he's going to G. I'm sorry, it would be uh, a minor, uh, a major. But he never commits to fully leaving the minor tonality. So what he does is when you are... Dealing in minor, one, four, and five in the natural minor are all minor chords. And those are your primary chords. And he is, one, four, five are are major, or minor rather. The others are major. And so by avoiding the minor keys and only sticking to the major key, major chords, he's kind of giving you this weird positive feel but then it always resolves on the more somber minor tonality. And it's a cool effect. And Ray does this a lot. In the past, we've talked about seemingly sad songs that were grounded in major tonality or vice versa. And it's a cool writing trick. And it opens you up to a number of chord changes that stray from the standard one, four, five focus of a lot of rock and roll. I think 
if this song had added a rock chorus, it could have been a huge hit. Think like Ruby Tuesday by the Stones. I mean, the song's lovely as it is, and it serves its purpose as a soundtrack song. But had they worked on this for Lola or Muswell Hillbillies, it may have been a very different and very cool song. Don't change anything else. The orchestrations are beautiful. The piano and the acoustic guitar is beautiful. The melody is beautiful. Don't change anything else. But give me like one good sing-songy chorus with some electric guitars and then bring it back down to that Baroque thing. And, and I think it could have been a hit. But that's not to say I don't enjoy this song. This is definitely a highlight on an album that um, is, I think, underappreciated, even among Kinks fans. And maybe it's because of the rarity of it, um, especially in America. Maybe it's because now most of us know it as bonus tracks on the Lola album. So we don't give it the weight that it deserves as a official Kinks release. But um, there's some fantastic music on it. Even the instrumentals are great. And uh, you won't hear me say that very often about, you know, a collection of rock instrumentals recorded for a movie soundtrack. But they do some cool stuff on here. And if you like the sound of the Lola album, you'll like the sound of this because they're very much in that same realm sonically. Give me a call, 925-494-1739, with a song that you've changed your opinion on. What song is it? What? How has your opinion changed? What uh, inspired this change of opinion? Let me know. Join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash kinks and beats. And follow us on our new Twitter account, at kinks and beats. And uh, if you forgot any of that, you can find it, of course, at herohabit.com under the podcast page. All right. Um, Please make sure to swing by iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Even if you don't listen to this podcast on iTunes, I would really appreciate that. Um, We're we're trying to get the biggest audience we can here so that we can start attracting some guests and um, your, your rating rating and review helps tremendously. All right. Thanks for downloading. I will talk to you next time. This podcast is presented by the hero habit podcast network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.